Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. Today, I'm joined once again by Philip Esteem, the force behind the Esteem Awards each year held in Chicago. Philip started working in the community with Black Pride Chicago in 2005. He began networking and was being introduced to people that were doing good things in the community. But he felt many were never really recognized as they should have been. He founded the Esteem Awards to give recognition to outstanding LGBTQ organizations and individuals, not only in Chicago, but nationally each year. Some of the past awardees include David Bridgeforth of DBQ Magazine, Trisha Lee Holloway of Howard Brown, Greg Shapiro of Boy Magazine, The Trevor Project, About Face Theater, The Bayard Rustin LGBT Coalition, Musician Scott Free, Anna Deshawn of E3 Radio, the Black Gay Men's Caucus, Chicago's Human Rights Commission, Youth Empowerment Project, Mandy Carter, Teak Milan, Angelica Ross, and many more, just to name a few. He's also the founder and administrator of Pride on Film by prideindex.com, which profiles filmmakers, producers, directors, writers, and actors. This includes both independent and mainstream film, video, and web series that cover African-American, African diaspora, Latino, other people of color, and LGBTQ, including experimental films and documentaries. Prideindex.com is an online entertainment guide to events, bars, and parties for the African-American and LGBT community. It features profiles of activists, authors, club promoters, filmmakers, performance artists, conferences, support groups, and health and wellness resources. The 2018 Esteem Awards will take place on June 30th at Chicago's Sidetrack Lounge, located at 3349 North Halstead from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. The event is free and open to the public. The seven organizations and 12 individuals being honored at this 11th Annual Esteem Awards were selected by a committee of past honorees who reviewed an array of nominations from across the city and the country. Philip, 
Welcome back to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? I am doing great, and I thanks, thank you very much for uh, having me back this year. Well, like I said, it's one of the things that I look forward to each year because it seems like I always meet interesting people from all walks of life, and many of these are people who who I've stayed in touch with. And the fact that, you know, that you not only do local Chicago people, but you reach out and beyond that. This is your 11th year. How has it gotten easier or with the access of Internet where you're seeing so many people, has it gotten harder to do? Uh, it's it's sort of a mixture of both, if you will. Uh, it has become a lot easier uh, in terms of the learning curve, in terms of processes and understanding what has uh, worked and just working and making tweaks to them. And I, I think it, I can, well, I don't really want to say that it has become more difficult. Uh, it's just I think I would use the word time-consuming more so than difficult uh, to find people and uh, just sort of like keep track of some of the things they're doing. And also there's just like the big issue of we've had with like uh, keeping track of um, just keeping track of what people are doing. I, I think I'm kind of tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that's one of the things that I know that you do follow and keep up with people like from past years who have won awards, and then you're looking at new people. What do you see has changed in our community as far as people who are stepping up and and really taking leadership and doing, I mean, so many amazing things when you look at all the categories that you have? Wow. Um, can you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Repeat that. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that you've been, you, you know, you keep in touch with people who you've known, like, who were received awards in past years, and now you're looking at now. What have you seen has changed in the people who are stepping up and stepping forward? You know, it used to be we would go right to an organization. It was always an organization. But I noticed that now you have different type of activists. Are you seeing them? Are they younger? Are they coming from a, a broader range of activities? What's different that you've seen over this 11 years? Yes. Uh, yeah, good point. You mentioned it. Uh, I, I have noticed that more and more younger people or millennials are stepping up to the plate and doing uh significant things and doing wonderful things for the community. So that's one of the things I've noticed uh, that now we have, it's, it's a little bit difficult or a little bit of a challenge to kind of narrow down on um, some of the millennials that we were looking at. And also, there's just the whole range of people that are out there doing things. And I know that we sometimes like change categories around or we have added new categories just to recognize people. So it's a mixture of just more people that are doing things, and there's definitely a younger generation who I just applaud that they are stepping forward and stepping out. You know, I think it was great. I know especially like last year, and you recognized a couple of millennials because often millennials get 
a bad rap. Either people think that they're not engaged, they're not doing anything, or it's just like people don't want to recognize them. But you took that and you pulled it out and put that spotlight on them, you know, not just saying, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is a young activist. You, you called them out as a millennial. What have you it's seen It's a future about generation. That? Yeah, mm-hmm. they are the future. And, oh, my God, just the, like the two gentlemen we are recognizing this year, they have done some wonderful things. And as I have conversations with them and just sort of like look at what they've done, you sort of like, I step back and I say, damn, you know, I'm looking at uh, Deontay's keys, for example. He has done so many things within the community and with various organizations. And I, and I kind of like say to myself, I could put him on equal footing with people that I know who have just been out there for years and who are in the over 40 and 50 uh, category. So Deontis is just a wonderful person, and uh, Derek Derek Carter, uh, Derek Clifton, I'm sorry, Derek Clifton, uh, also just a wonderful person. Um, and damn, I want to get these guys to run for office. Just mm-hmm. looking at some of the things they have done, and when you hear them talk, they're passionate. They are exciting. They are full of energy, and it, it is just just great. It is just great and wonderful. You know, and I think that that's too, as I, did, I was looking at um, a lot of the ones, and you talk about future leaders and people, like you said, people running for office. One of the people who you do have who's receiving the outstanding service female is Maria Haddon. And, like, yes. she's running for office, and she would be the first not only uh, person of color but also black queer alderman if she gets elected and you know and the fact that she stepped out and she's doing that i mean that's really really great and you need to have people doing it because i mean one of the things that she was like she was talking to other people people said like well when are you going to do this and if we don't lift them up they'll sit on the sidelines and what a great voice that she has to do that yes how do yes uh, so when, you, when you're starting to do this, okay, and like I said, you've been doing this like for 11 years, and do you still feel the, one of the reasons that you said is you, that you started was because people, many people weren't being recognized as they should have been. Do you still feel that there's people who are the movers and shakers, you know, and, and real grassroots ways? that aren't getting recognized as they should? Yes, I do feel that way. And, um, you know, it's just a, uh, a process of figuring out what can I do. I know that uh, many times people are discouraged by some of the things they see in their community. And I would say to those people, do what you can. Start with yourself. Start with doing the little things that you can do that could make a difference not only uh, in your neck of the woods or your area, but will also impact the world, so to speak. So, yes, we aren't recognizing enough people, but it always starts with doing that little bit. And that little bit turns into a lot, turns into more, uh, turns into more than one person, turns into several people, and it just multiplies exponentially. 
Who is that person that you remember giving that award to, and now you look at them and you go like, mm, I knew it. I knew they had that spark. Who, over the 11 years, do you remember that kind of stands out to you? Oh, there are so many people, <laughs> so many. I couldn't name just that one person or that one organization. There's just so many people. It's like mm-hmm. the story is, 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 continue, is continuing to be written. Um, there was a youth uh, person we recognized a few years ago, and I look at that gentleman, uh, uh, Alexander Sewell. He's here mm-hmm. from Chicago. He worked uh, with um, Nancy Pelosi's office, and he's now in Los Angeles continuing to, to do some great things. And there's also the two gentlemen. Um, I recently posted a flyer for two gentlemen out of Atlanta, uh, Juan and G. Uh, Smalls. They uh, were recognized uh, for their work with the website uh, Juan and G. Works. I can't exactly say what it is right now, but I think it's G and Juan or Juan and G. And they mm-hmm. uh, were actually doing some videos on um, relationships. And the two gentlemen expanded outside of just doing those uh, relationship uh, videos. They do what's called a gentleman's ball in Atlanta. Uh, and I believe it's either January or December. And now they're holding a workshop seminar uh, on workshops uh, for people and getting things to how to make their relationship better and so forth. So, yeah, just looking at those two gentlemen, just, oh, it's just wonderful that some of the things they're doing. Yeah, and I can recall um, when, when Anna Deshawn, when you gave her her award, and first of all, her dad was there. It was just like really yes. a nice sort of thing. And then you look how over the years how she's grown. I mean, she's just like a media goddess, you know. I mean, how, but how her... Her, her footprint has grown. You know, then she was there and Angie Harvey had come to, like, you know, support her. But now you're looking like here was this, and she's young. And, you know, she was yes. really young then. But you gave her that award and it was like, like, hey, yeah. And, and that encouragement that kept her going, you know. And I think that that's one of the things that, that I noticed about it, that, you know, that you go and – People are there, and when they're getting their award, their parents are there. Sometimes their good friends are there. They have this huge cheer team. So it's like it's it's an award ceremony, but it, it really is a, a community gathering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Anna is the, the outstanding person. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just recall, I can recall posting a, Video, it was either a video or some pictures where from that ceremony where Anna was recognized, we were mm-hmm. actually in Swerve magazine. Mm. And I was surprised when I got it from one of the uh, uh, former honorees. He said, look at what I came across. You know what? I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was from 2013. Anna was there, and I remember her father was there, and you don't know how much joy that brings to me um, when people will bring up what happened at some of the past events and talk about how how they were just touched with the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's 
And it is. It is a way that it does because I know I was talking to, um, I want to say it was Kim Hunt, and she was talking about, yeah, and that was the day, but it, and it was so hot. We were up on the roof. Yeah. And we were out. We were trying to, and, you know, and it's so like that it's not just like, oh, well, you got the road. Who is there? And, like, I met Kim that day. We are friends. I mean, like, when she comes here, I see her. When I go there, we've met up in, in D.C., but it's sort of like there's that connection because, not only do you tell about these people, they get up there, but then you see them, they stop and they talk to people because there's that, the way that you have it set up, it, it isn't like where you have a whole bunch of tables and everybody's sitting there and the awardees walk up and then they go up. But it's like you have this lovely meal, which is like a buffet where people are walking around, they're talking, they're able to talk to the award awardees like before and after and that really seems to, to me, build a lasting community. Mm-hmm. Was and that, that's actually intentional. Mm-hmm. I mean, even down to, uh, down to the prizes because, you know, you have door prizes. And, and it, it's a fun event also. How has it changed over the years? Because over then, I know it's always at the, it's at the sidetrack, and we've been in different parts of the sidetrack but there's a part of it to me that always feels the same. But I know you're doing the back work. I mean, you're working on this from the time one ends to the time the next one happens. How has right. it changed? Well, the, the, some of the participants and level of participants and organizations that have actually come forward uh, and, and helping making sure that this event continues to happen uh, I've been blessed to uh, just recently talk to a, a sponsor, for example. So uh, how has it changed? Hmm, that's a good question. Think about that just for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always doing a couple of things at the, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on a ceremony right now, the program and the itinerary, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. You know what, and, and that's, but, but that's a, good, a good thing because you do it. And, you know, many people, I mean, I, I've done things where it's like, and after like about the third or fourth year, it's like, you know, somebody come take this over. It's time for me to pass it off. But you are the heart and soul of the Esteem Awards. You do so much, even down to, like you said, you're doing the program, making sure that the bags are right. I mean, you're doing that. How do you, I mean... How do you, do you stay excited? Is the level of excitement the same now? Do you have that time or is it like, no, this is my baby. I'm going to do this. It's a mixture of both. Uh, Mm -hmm. To be honest, some days I'm very excited. I can't wait to come home and do this or that or I'll have ideas while I'm at my daytime job and jotting things down and I'm reaching out to people. And I feel so great and energetic, and, ooh, I can't wait to tackle this. And then I'll come home to some rejection letters (laughs) (laughs) and go, oh, my God, oh, oh, here we go again. Or, you know what, but it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's the yin and yang. Mm -hmm. I am always surprised that when I come home and I'll get a prize from a sponsor, and a letter 
um, because we reach out to organizations asking for some prizes and things like that. Like uh, we have an organization or a local restaurant company who actually gave us uh, gift certificates for their newest restaurant. And I was just so excited because um, I said, wait, this this isn't a regular this isn't a regular rejection letter because you know that's usually just one page, but this mm-hmm. envelope is kind of thick. What's in here? Oh, let me sit down. I'm about to open up this envelope that has a, a, a bunch of checks or or a whole bunch of hundred dollar bills in it and saying thank you and whatever. No, okay, well that's what I at least I wish you know somebody would send hundred dollar <laughs> bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I know it was actually something. And they sent something. Uh, uh, this organization actually uh, sent out gift cards to their newest restaurant. So mm-hmm. my level of excitement fluctuates from "Oh, I am so exhausted" to "Damn, somebody else said we needed to do this, or we needed to get this to them earlier, or we need to have, we need to be a five hundred one C three, which is something I'm working on." but I'm not there yet, and so mm-hmm. that issue comes up. But I can tell you this, never has my um, uh, uh, mood turned into, why the hell am I doing this and I just, <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's mm-hmm. more of the ups and downs that come with doing it, but not the why am I doing it and I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's said- a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good thing. And, you know, now you've had a partnership with Sidetrack. How did that come about? And, you know, and it's funny because, I mean, it's in the summer. There's always things going on around there. And I applaud them for their commitment to, to the having it there because, you know, hey, they could just open up the patio and, and have people coming in and drink. But how did that partnership come about? Sidetrack has been a wonderful and outstanding uh, bar. It's located in the Boystown area of the city. And as you know, some people would say, some in the African-American community would say, oh, well, why do we have to go into the white gay area? Why can't we do it over here or over there? That bar, under its uh, – <laughs> The manager, uh, Chuck Hyde, who actually passed away last year, was uh, very nice and just would bend over backwards to to make sure that we had everything we needed and uh, just anything. He actually brought a couple of um, sponsors to us. I walked in the event one year and was told, oh, oh, and by the way, you have a liquor sponsor. Oh, I do? Who is that? (laughs) Well, so-and-so them actually gave you a bunch of tickets uh, for for this. Really? Oh, I have to thank them. So Chuck has just been outstanding with that. And that relationship actually started with Windy City Black Pride years ago where they had a relationship with uh, Sidetrack. It was always the place where we had, like, the opening of uh, Black Pride in Chicago. We had an opening uh, event maybe, like, during the middle of the week, just before the weekend where the activities uh, went into full gear. And they continued to just have that relationship with me, and um, um, I, I thank them. I can't thank them enough, even now with the new manager, who uh, is, again, just 
there to uh, help us in any way that we um, need help. Mm-hmm. So now, we started another, with Black Pride and we just mm-hmm. kept going. Mm-hmm. Now, another partner in crime that you have there, besides the, the good folks at Sidetrack, is Langston. Langston Smith. I mean, it's like often like you put him up there on, on the stage, he might be doing it while you're, I mean, you are literally everywhere doing everything. How did that partnership come about? And how did, you know, it's sort of like he, like last year, it was like, Phil does so much, Phil does this and that. But, you know, it's like, you're like the proud parent at the event. It's sort of like standing back, watching, making sure everything's going right. And, you know, and he's up there. And sometimes I know it's almost like, can he get you up there to get the the recognition that we all feel you should get? But how did you meet Langston? And how did you two come to be the yin and yang of the Esteem Awards? That's kind of funny. That, again, goes back to uh, my working with Windy City Black Pride with um, doing their awards. And Langston was the graphics design uh, guy. And we were at one of the meetings, and that meeting, for lack of better words, didn't go well. (laughs) And he and I were just sitting in the back, and Langston said to me afterwards, what the hell happened with them in that? Oh, my God, I do not believe that. And so we're just, like, sitting back laughing. And it was, like, almost by accident that, we were at that meeting, we were laughing, and things just took off from there. Uh, he helped me with uh, the event that year. He's a graphics design person, but he's also a person of many talents. He has many ideas, and he actually listened to my ideas too. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, and on other days I want to hit him upside the head and <laughs> Tell them, get out of my face. I don't know what your damn problem is. So it's not just that. (laughs) Um, All goody-goody stuff, because we sometimes have went at it and slammed doors and phones and everything else. And don't ever call me again. And then he called me the next day. Oh, you know, I had this idea for something. I'm like, boy, whatever happened to don't ever call me again? Now, what happened was, for one of the particular arguments we had, I said, wait, I'm going to get all these ideas out, and then I'm going to tell them where to go. But I ended up not doing that. Oh, that is funny. That is is so funny. Uh, uh, So we're going to take our first break here on Collections by Michelle Brown. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the 2018 awards. So, we will be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com.
back here on Collections by Michelle Brown talking with the godfather of the Esteem Awards himself, Philistine. And, um, you know, one of the things I had to tell you, you know, not only between you and Langston and introducing me to all of those, I have done this show um, for, it's going on two years, and when I branched out on it, it was like, you know, I had this idea to lift up and talk about and continue basically what you're doing with the Esteem Awards, giving this recognition to people who show the depth and breadth of our community. And one of the, my go-to-the-well every time are the Esteem Awards. And so many of the people who have gotten awards, I have been gone back and interviewed, and they've been like just like the best interviews. And, and even that, some of them have often, like Langston told me, to contact Adam McMath to do the, the film festival. So, I mean, it's just been like a wealth of information and resources for me. So when you get ready to start to do it and you're looking for nominees, I know that some of them are people that you watch because I, you have a great social media presence. I know you're watching, but how do, then do you do, who do you turn to as resources to come up with these nominees? I also look at uh, or I reach out to some of the past honorees and ask for their opinion, uh, mm-hmm. especially in those other cities that is really critical to reach out to people in Detroit and, and Atlanta and Los Angeles to uh, find out what's going on in those particular areas. I'm not there, and I wish I could be nine people and be in eight different cities. If I could, I would probably have a house <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. a big cocktail sitting sitting out sunbathing or something. No. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it is the process of just, it's, it's about reaching out to other people and figuring out what's going on in those uh, other cities, uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, and so then when you, after they give you, you get the, your list in, and I imagine, do you have like an overabundance? And who, how do you go about making that choice? And who has the final say? So I'll say if you have four really outstanding people and it really gets hard, who makes that final call? The seven people who are actually voting uh, afterwards. In mm-hmm. the past, what we've tried to do is to have everybody who's ever won to vote. Um, it worked in certain categories, but, for example, in the newspaper and magazine categories, for people who weren't familiar with certain magazines and newspapers or even uh, with certain organizations. So it was kind of hard to get all of the people who were uh, past winners to actually vote. So I came up with, okay, you know what? It's going to be seven people voting to make it real easy. Mm-hmm. And um, – in terms of how many people in a category who could be nominated, at one time we tried to do the, okay, it's only going to be four people. But back in, I think, maybe 2013 or 14, maybe even 2011, we realized that no, four people isn't enough. You know, we really want to give people, you know, the chance to really look at um, – I'm not saying what I'm saying. I'm at a loss of words. 
Well, okay, four four nominees or four candidates in a category wasn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. So we went up to like six. And then we also decided that, okay, for every category, okay, outstanding male and then outstanding female, it didn't always have to be six. Let's say if you had eight outstanding females, you're being considered, you know, well, we'll look at those eight. So it isn't always a perfect science. You know, it's a process. It's uh, mm-hmm. changing things on the fly. It's um, just some of everything. I like mm-hmm. to call it gumbo, and that's mm-hmm. good gumbo, good gumbo mm-hmm. with with seafood and with um, sausage and with this and with that. But it's good mm-hmm. gumbo in the end because it's all about that sauce. It's mm-hmm. all about the spices in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think that one of the things, too, that I know that I think you were ahead of the curve, um, where now we all know that even within the LG, LGB community, there the T often was, like, sort of set aside. And many – but you were one of the first ones that also – and it's, I noticed this year you have – you recognize our outstanding service from the transgender community. You've done it in the past. You've always, like I said, you were ahead of the curve on, on recognizing that you don't have to just have one male, one female, and that our community is broader than that. Um, so did you ever get any much pushback from members of the of other part of the community about being that inclusive of our transgender brothers and sisters? Yes. And, oh, my God, it was crazy. I could never understand why people were reaching out to me to say that, oh, how is it that you're recognizing an organization like uh, ABC when all they do is conferences every year for so-and-so and so-and-so? No, that's fine. That's exactly it. We should be recognizing people like or organizations like ABC because they're just doing this one particular thing. ABC, not an actual organization, just mm-hmm. throwing mm-hmm. that out there. I don't want to actually say a name of an organization mm-hmm. uh, that we actually got some pushback on. So it happens. And we've also gotten pushback in the past because one particular year, uh, some of the folks that were nominated were more of the performers. You know, we got the pushback from the advocates and activists. Okay, here we go again with people saying they want to recognize the trans community, but the only people they want to recognize are the girls that do the shows. So we had a lot of that, too, um, that we have overcome. So it's just, yeah, it's, wow, it's been, uh, yeah, we get pushback um, from we actually get pushed back, too. When the list first comes out, I'll get a bunch of people saying, well, Joe wasn't nominated, and he's been doing this, this, and that. I say, okay, well, fine. You know, we'll recognize Joe next year. Well, mm-hmm. everybody always say they're going to do that next year. Well, you know, okay, look, if we were to recognize everybody who should be recognized, you know how many people we would have on the list every Thank year? Thank you. Uh-huh. So we have to have some processes of elimination or, you know what, maybe this year we wasn't so perfect in this particular area, but next year we will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I noticed that last year you focused 
on Chicago people, mostly on Chicago people, you know, and this year it seems like you have your Chicago awards, but it looks like you've got one or two more in the national category. Yes. What was, tell me about that. Okay, last year we came back from a one-year hiatus, mm-hmm. and I knew that, okay, the year before, I believe that was 2016, we didn't have an event, and I was having conversations with many people about how we should come back for 2017. And we just got to the point in maybe January, February, where we said, you know what, we can't come back with all 27 people or 27 mm-hmm. um, um, honorees in the end. But you know what, let's come back with maybe 12 or 14. And the decision also was made that maybe we could focus more on local people, although we did have some national, not as many. Yes, you did. Uh-huh. You're right. So mm-hmm. it was one coming back after a one-year hiatus and saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know what, it's going to be abbreviated, but what is the best uh, possible way to come back after a hiatus and not lose momentum, um, you know, going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because, you know, I was there. I saw, you, know, you, you did have, like, but it was nice. I was glad that it was back because, you know, we didn't want anything to happen. I mean, it's an important award. So uh-huh. we, we already talked about, I know you mentioned Derek Clifton. I talked about Maria Haddon. Who are some of the other Chicago folks who are doing great things who you're recognizing? There is another politician we're recognizing this year. His name is Lamont Robinson, Jr., and mm-hmm. this uh, young man is the first African-American openly gay person to actually win a primary for the Illinois mm-hmm. Grand, um, the Illinois General Assembly, I should say. So there hasn't been any other LGBT or black and gay person who actually ran for the state Senate, and he's the first. So he is one of the people we're uh, honoring. And... There's also uh, a transgender, uh, uh, what what want to want to say? She's a program director over at um, Center on Halstead. She's mm-hmm. being recognized as well, and she's also a, a, an author. So um, there's also the ETA organization, ETA Creative Arts. Uh, they are an outstanding organization that does plays and whatnot. They had a wonderful production of uh, Barrett Rustin's play uh, over there earlier this year. So they are being recognized. And there's, uh, of course, Reeling, the Reeling organization, which is like the second largest uh, gay and lesbian film festival in the United States behind Frameline. So they are being recognized as well. But you know what? I wanted to also mention, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much, no. talk about uh, Brown Girls, which is the web series that's being honored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it was actually produced by Open TV. There's a gentleman here in Chicago. His name is Amar uh, Christian. He's a professor at, the U- at Northwestern University. 
and he is a wonderful, uh, just the nice, nicest person you'll ever meet in your life. He uh, and his uh, filmmaking cohorts have a production company called Open TV. And Open TV produced uh, Brown Girls, a web series about two uh, lesbians of color. That series recently got picked up by HBO to become a television series similar to what they did with uh, Issa Rae's uh, Insecure. So Mm -hmm. that I am very excited about, and I can't wait to meet the uh, creator and writer of that show, and I hope that we can have someone from Open TV also represented at, at the awards this year. You know, the thing that's so cool, not only about them, and, you know, the part that, you know, you know, we can't forget my, my, my friends at the SIP. And other, yes, um, I didn't mention know, them on purpose because I thought that was your competition. <laughs> oh, oh, no, those are my brothers. Those are my brothers. I love them. Um, and, you know, but, but the thing is, our community, we are going to a lot of different ways, just like how when I we talk about Anna and the, the, the guys at the SIP, um, we have these different shows, web series that we are going to, and particularly black queer people. I mean, we are doing big things, you know, yes. outside of mainstream media. And I think that that is just like when I saw that, I saw what you talked about, the brown girls, and I saw about the guys at the SIP. And like I said, I know that um, one of the shows that I've been involved with, I got it. Anna has gotten it. So you are acknowledging, because we are out there providing a voice for our community, and it's yes. so great that you are recognizing and acknowledging that, and, you know, I think it's great, you know. No, shoot, I love the guys from the SIP. <laughs> I, love, I love the guys from the SIP. And, you know, and... and it's a way too that you're also able then to show them on um, on the Pride Index, Pride on mm-hmm. Film. But you're showing it because it's you know it's a web series. I know a few people who are doing web series, like you said, Issa Rae. You know, many of us started as web series before you go on. Um, who'd you have last year? Shelley. Right. And, and so you know she's doing a web series. So I think it's really great that you are picking up and showing people who are starting out or we're doing it through an alternative means. We're doing it on the web. We're doing, you know, YouTube shows, and people are turning into that, and it's giving a voice to our community. So I applaud you for that, and I am looking forward to to not only meeting them, but you know I'm going to have them on my show later on. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone through that. So and I noticed that, like I said, there are some some categories that, you know, it's not like, you know, you do have somewhere it's like the outstanding service, which is, you know, Chicago and like that. But you have some that are like um, you have a special recognition one. That's the one for the reeling, the Chicago LGBT Film Festival. That's in Chicago. But I noticed that in the national ones, you have some that are uniquely that, like the Institutional Award. How did you determine that? Uh, the institutional award uh, was – how did we come about that? Okay. <laughs> we have the uh, CBL, or community-based organization. 
But mm-hmm. we also wanted to recognize some of the organizations that aren't necessarily CBOs. Mm-hmm. So we came up with that category institutional because they are institutions as well that are doing things uh, for the uh, community. So that was mm-hmm. sort of like an alternative, if you will. So not a CBO, but this is still an organization. So sort well, of like I, an other, if you will, CBO mm-hmm. other. <laughs> well, I think that it's, it, it's great also that you're picking the One National Gay and Lesbian Archives because yes. – you have more and more people that now I recognize how important it is that we collect our stories and that we have them someplace, you know, so that one day when someone says it gets better, it will say it got better because they'll be able to see from our archive and our history. So I thought that that was just like a really great one. And it's happening across the country. You have a lot of places that are doing archiving our history. So I thought that that one was was really good. So, um, and I'm going to back into um, the top of the list. Okay, so then you have artistic expression. And you have artistic expression, then artistic expression, spoken word. Why the difference? Why the two categories? Again, in the uh, nominating or uh, in, in the process of looking at candidates for that artistic expression, In the past, we traditionally were looking at filmmakers or we were uh, looking at uh, authors, uh, people who wrote a book and whatnot. But then um, someone actually came, it was a suggestion. It partly came in through a suggestion from somebody, again, in the community who was pushing back on, look at this list. Nowhere on here are you talking about Butterfly Soul or Mm, some of those mm -hmm. spoken word artists. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, maybe that's something we'll do at some point. And one year we actually had maybe about nine or ten artistic expression people. And I said, well, maybe we should just go ahead and break out the spoken word. There's a spoken word artist. There's so many of them out there that are just doing some wonderful and phenomenal things. You have Michelle Love, the poet, who is just mm-hmm. outstanding. And the, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica is, uh, of the Punani Poets is a, a workaholic and a beast. She's out there on the scene, and they're always doing some things. Mm-hmm. So we saw that, yeah, there was a need to actually break out the category and maybe just look at spoken word at its own, on its own. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, there, yeah, it came through a suggestion, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there are so many amazing spoken word artists who have come through Chicago. I, I talked to Tim M. West, I mean, who now lives in Cincinnati, but uh-huh. he talked about his time in Chicago and getting back to Chicago to be a part of that scene to do it. And, you know, I mean, I can recall the, the year that you had Michelle Love there, and um, you had several. I mean, you had a lot of really great people over the years. So I think that's really, and sometimes, you know, it's a, everybody doesn't get spoken word, but if you get a chance to see spoken word, you're going to love it. So yes. um, we talked about future leaders in Chicago. Your future leader for national is Deontay's Keys, and I think you talked about him briefly, but how did he come on your radar? 
he has actually been on the radar for a number of years. And I could, as many of the honorees uh, that are on the list this year, I have actually spotted that young man here in Chicago. Um, where were we? We were at an event, and at the time he can't he walks in the room and he's colorful and just animated, and we're just laughing. But then I heard this young man start to talk, and I went, oh, my God, this boy is intelligent. And a friend of mine from, was he from Philadelphia or Baltimore? One of the two cities said, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah, that child there is just, oh, he's just He's he's not just one of the kids you think that's going to walk in the room and read and snap fingers. That boy is intelligent, and that's somebody mm-hmm. you should be watching. Mm-hmm. And this was back in maybe, I, I believe it was 2013. So we were at an event. He walked in the room, and he was just this wonderful, jovial self. And a friend of mine said, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah, you really need to uh, talk to him and do a story on him. And so, yeah, he has been on my uh, list and on my radar for a few years now as someone mm-hmm. to possibly recognize. Mm-hmm. Where is, is he? Um, his hometown is Philadelphia, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know he was. He lived here in Chicago at one time as well. So. Right. Well, you know, all the great ones pass through Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the top of the list are two people who I simply adore. And um, and it's interesting because one of the things about the Esteem Awards is intergenerational. Like you talk about millennials and you've gone up. And I think that what's interesting is when you talk about for your outstanding service, female, national, is someone who is in her 80s, where the outstanding service male is someone – and I would take a guess that he's in his 30s. I mean, so the fact that, that here you've got these two bookends, and were you aware of, were you thinking about that as you looked at what they've done in their lives or the fact that here she is, a long-term activist, and here's somebody who's kind of, you know, who's doing it but at the other end of the scale. Were you thinking about that breadth I mean, that's really part of our rainbow, really, to go from the young to the old, you know, at different parts of life. At one time, I could say that we and we were setting out to do that kind of thing intentionally, but mm-hmm. it never worked out when we did it intentionally. It, it came as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. It came, it was just natural. So mm-hmm. whenever I sit down and I try to, think of this is how we're going to do it, A, B, C, D, methodical, <laughs> and this. But mm-hmm. it doesn't work out like that. And I learned years ago to just go with the flow. And you would be amazed at what you come up with when you go with the flow and not mm-hmm. do that. okay, A, B, C, D kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think it's just like, a, like I said, these are two people who I've had both uh, opportunity. I think I know Dr. Perry more. I mean, and when I first met her, she was, I think, just slight, almost 80. And, you know, and now I'm going like, 
Darn, I hope I have that energy when, when I get, you know, I'm going to make it to your age. I hope I have your energy and that passion still. Um, so, and then your outstanding transgender national is Christina Carl. She's a writer and activist. And mm-hmm. you said she's writing and editing for ESPN? Yes. Yes. Mm. In fact, I was following her work for a couple of years now. And, you know, we have her in the national category, but she could also maybe fit in the Chicago category too. Mm -hmm. We sometimes see that, or we'll say a person is national where they can actually fit in the local as well. But, yeah, her work is just outstanding. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait to meet her in person. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, You know, and it's interesting because even though I was looking at your your newspaper and your new website reporter and comments, Jaron Keith. I mean, and we're talking, like you said, we've talked about like some of the new things like web series, but here he's been along, uh, involved with the GRIO, and it's like yes. he's currently the homepage on, for Fox News Digital. And I think that that's what's great too, is like we are everywhere. You know, people might want to talk yes. about like they don't know gay people, but we are everywhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Wow, that is just like, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal list. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. Like I said, I figured out I've gotten, you know, some of my shows already lined up going into next year looking at, oh, I'm going to try and get them and them and them. Because these are not only should they be recognized, but they need to be lifted up. And when we talk about them, either like through the Esteem Awards or through various interviews and stuff, I always tell people you never know that young person or that who's sitting there and going like, hmm. I could do that, or or I need to step up my game, and I can make a difference right here doing this. Because most of these people, like, well, you know, although we do have, like, one or two who are just, like, you know, ESPN.com, but, you know, there are some people who are just there doing what they do each and every day. And if we have more people who stepped up and did it, not only would our visibility be better, but we all know that as people see LGBTQ people and how important they are into the community, the level of hatred, mistrust, and misunderstanding goes down, and our level of acceptance and, and being a part of community goes up. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what okay, I well, say... Gonna... Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go on. What, what I say, say um, the one thing I say to people when it comes to what you can do. It takes one person to think, to change the world. One person can change the world. One person, one thought, one idea. And it starts with your community. It starts in your home. It, it, it again, affects your block, your neighborhood, your city, mm-hmm. your state, and the world. That's all it starts with is one person or an idea. And you will be amazed what you will change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to take our second break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what people are going to see in the venue. So we will be right back here on Collections by Michelle Brown.
Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. back here talking with Phil Esteem about uh, the Esteem Awards, which are going to take place June 30th at the Sidetrack Lounge. Okay, entertainment. You are going to have, I'm telling you, this guy is so phenomenal. I mean, before <laughs> I knew his name, I remember once talking to you and saying, do you remember that guy? And he sang opera, and then he broke it down into R&B. And I mean, and I couldn't remember his name, but I just remember being blown away from it. He was there last year. He's coming back this year. Can you talk about a performance you don't want to miss? That young man is Mr. Uh, Brian Alwyn Newland, and Mm -hmm. he goes by The Brian is his name. (laughs) He is uh, from uh, Ghana. Uh, in South America, not Ghana, uh, wait, wait, I want to say it right, because I always say Ghana, Guyana, Guyana. in South uh-huh. America, yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he is just a, oh, oh, God, I, I, I can't, I, I get goosebumps when I'm talking about Brian, because Brian saying to me, yes, he sang for me uh, at my 47th birthday party, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Okay, anyway, he sings for me for my 47th birthday. Um, I had a wine um, event at a wine bar, and Brian came out, and he sang, and everybody, even the bartender and the, the, the owner of the place, were just sitting there looking like, oh, my God. I said, yeah, he is just outstanding. He's a, uh actor. He appeared in a... a play what was his play that's on the tip of my tongue uh oh he played paul robeson in one of the plays oh i could see that yeah because he's a tenor he's a he's a Mm -hmm. tenor and a um he sings he sings three or four different parts i can't even talk when i'm talking about brian i'm gonna tell him that i I couldn't even talk uh, about uh, you without getting tongue-tied and just excited uh but brian is a he's a phenomenal does he have a same band with him uh, his his band, Acre Smiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he's gonna sing alone this year because he wanted to uh-huh. perform something from uh, his his latest uh his his latest album. So I mean, mm-hmm. well, he, he's, he's got been so the... good. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. said to him, I said, Brian, whatever you want to do, I'm good with. I mean, he's got that voice that well that 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 is what they say that, that gives you goosebumps. I mean, he's got that voice that'll take you, like, like you said, from, from one genre to another. But then he's got that energy and that excitement. I mean, well, you're ready to get up and dance and, and you know, dance with him, and you just want to hear more and more. He is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is phenomenal. I mean, 
to see him in performance for free, okay? I mean, it's something that, I mean, last year I brought my sister, you know, and she was like, oh, well, we'll see what it's like. She took, because he get, handed out something that had um, uh, some, uh, 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 skipping me, that goes in your computer that had some of his music. I think she wore it out just going back to, to Michigan from there because she was like, his voice, that guy is just amazing. He is just amazing. I mean, he really is. Um, so, And I mean, he's a personal trainer, too. He's a personal trainer. And when I first met him, I said, Brian, I'm going to have to be careful with you because you're around here, you're smiling, you had this wonderful personality, mm-hmm. you're a mm-hmm. black male. I'm married. So look, don't smile again. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm on the other team, and I said, <laughs> if I had somebody to introduce you to, you know, I would, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, just great personality, just a wonderful person. I'm a great person to get to know, to get to hear, and such a consummate professional because we got there early and he was rehearsing, perfecting what he was going to do. Like, you know, you would have thought he was at, you know, a great big, a great big venue, you know, but it was that important to him that he was giving us his best, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, that is just like, you know, okay, I think you're the president of the fan club and I might be the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then I always tell people that you have a lovely spread. Um, you might not get your whole dinner, but what kind of food are you going to have this year? We do not have that finalized yet. Um, okay. I was um, I wanted to go with this restaurant, uh, this uh, black chef who's uh, here in the city. He's making ways in the rest, on the restaurant scene, and I was having conversations with him and the owner about how we could, um, what we could possibly do for the awards, but that isn't finalized yet, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that that will happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. we will also so- have some authors this year, too. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Eddie Pierce, who uh, actually, he has this group, what is it called? Rainbow Reading Room. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Reading Room, he's an outstanding um, LGBT fiction writer, and he, um, I think he's on his fourth or fifth book now. So he wanted to come out and um, uh, do a reading as well as uh, to promote his latest book. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you will have, now you always have a raffle. And yes. Tell us about, I mean, I think it's great because, you know, they, they're, they're going around and you went, how does the raffle work? Every, I felt like the right people won because I did. <laughs> but I mean, that's also, I mean, it's not, it's not just like, this is not just a stuffy awards meeting. Thing. Obviously, you're going to have great entertainment. You're going to hear about some amazing people. But then in between, you have these prizes, which really also to me make it really fun. Who are your sponsors and who are donating prizes? And can you tell us a little bit about that part of it? Yes. I, I talked a little bit uh, earlier. I spoke a little bit about um, 
the, the ups and the downs because I reach out to so many people in organizations, restaurants, owners, and whatnot. And there's one organization here, a chain, uh, a local chain restaurant group, who uh, donated over $100 worth of uh, gift cards to their uh, newest restaurant here in the city. So um, I give prizes like that away with these gift baskets that I actually make by hand, and Mm -hmm. so many people were surprised Mm -hmm. to learn. Uh, One young lady asked me, she said, "What, what, what store did you get those from? I said, I didn't get them from a store. I made all of these. You made Mm -hmm. that? I said, yeah, Mm -hmm. I make this stuff by hand. And it's just like some some goodies, uh, what's that? We have like different kinds of exotic teas and cookies and desserts and snacks like uh, cups. We had uh, one group one year gave us um, their newest drink. Uh, What was that drink called? Uh, Fat and Tasty. Mm. And everybody Mm -hmm. was like, what's Fat and Tasty? I said, this is a cocktail mix. So that was one of the uh, companies... um, we're working with, um, and, yeah, we just do things like that, some goodies Mm -hmm. um, that I make uh, that I put into these lovely gift baskets that people always rave about. I look at them and say, I can do this stuff in my sleep. There's nothing to it. No, that is so pretty. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It needs to be in the store. Okay, maybe (laughs) one day we'll pop up store or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you're you're going into it, you know, to me, it's never too late. I mean, if someone has a great something that they want to get stuffed in the bags or to lend some support for this year, I think they should do it. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking they should do it. But let's say that as you're hearing this and you're going like, hmm, I don't have it in my budget this year, but you know what? I really want to get involved with the esteem awards, you know, maybe showcase my business, whatever. How should they contact you? They can uh, contact me either by Facebook, Phil Esteem uh, on Facebook, or Esteem Feedback at Hotmail.com. I am working tirelessly on relaunching the Esteem Awards website right now. Um, This evening I'm actually going to, work with a programmer to try to get that site back up. So that's coming soon, theesteemawards.com. So that should be by the time this broadcast is out. And they can reach out to me, of course, by prideindex.com. But several ways to reach me, again, by Facebook, Phil Esteem, or theesteemawards.com. That website is going to be relaunched before the event, Mm -hmm. and uh, prideindex.com or esteemfeedback at hotmail.com is my uh, email address. And I encourage people to just uh, reach out. You know, again, it's not about, okay, I don't have a million dollars to give you. No, it's not that you need to give me a million dollars, but if you want to just let me know about some things that you are doing in your organization, or if you have an upcoming event, or maybe you just want to promote your event or your business at the Esteem Awards, which reminds me, I have another conversation with a young lady who's a wine connoisseur. So she wanted to actually come out to the event this year too. So that's something that we're working on as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be, and, and like I said, and for all of those who are sitting there going like, oh, so-and-so should get an award, 
all of those ways of contacting you is a great way to make sure that these people are, you know, that we're aware of them and that they can be considered. But, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the prideindex.com. And one of the things, it's an online entertainment guide. And many people would say, like, if you're doing something, sometimes people don't know. And I think that it's a great way for people to let, let it know and to talk about it yes. because, you know, Cincinnati has just gotten back to doing a black pride. And as we're looking about where we're going to go, prideindex.com to me is a, a great vehicle for no matter where you are to sort of put it on and let let the rest of our community know what's going on. Right. That's right. I need stuff to talk about. I don't talk about myself. I'm boring. I need to talk about I need to talk to writers and people who are doing things in the community. I find that more fascinating to talk about what people are doing in the community than just to say, Oh, I'm wonderful, I'm great. Nope, I'm just a child of God and one man and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and again it's about our visibility because if I'm gonna go to someplace and I'm wondering like I don't know anything about the city it's nice to know first of all I don't have to go hey where are all the gay people at you know I'm going to be able to look at some of the things that you have here and like oh here's an event if I'm going here this time of year here's an event that I might be able to go to so I think that we're going to talk I'm going to talk a lot about prideindex.com and to try to make a network because how else will we find out about what we're doing and where we are in our communities all over unless we network together. So Right. Right. Sidetrack. Okay. I know that one of the things that um people often ask me, they say, Well, how's the parking? I never have a problem finding parking. I know that sometimes people do have a problem um finding parking. Any any tips, suggestion on that? And, okay, what time, you know, people often wonder, like, well, what time should I get there? What time is it going to start? I mean, I believe that you should be there at the starting time, especially if you want to eat and get a chance to mingle with the awardees. But what tips would you give to people who are thinking about, or maybe now that they know that this is going on that weekend, what tips would you give to them about attending the Esteem Awards? Great question, because this year we are actually on an hour earlier. In the past, mm-hmm. we, um, through, again, trial and error, we started at 1 o'clock, we started at 12, and then came to the consensus that we should start around 2. However, this year we're going to start at 1 p.m., from 1 to 4 p.m., and what I would suggest is that uh, your listeners out there and people who want to attend the event come out early. So because sometimes the traffic on Lakeshore Drive is a little bit heavy, and I'm not saying that to discourage people, but mm-hmm. just try to get out a little bit earlier, maybe like around noon or so. And mm-hmm. parking is usually not a problem for, for, for me either. I've never had a problem uh, parking in in that area. Sometimes you do have to just sort of look, depending upon if there's a Cubs game. There isn't a mm-hmm. Cubs game this year at that time, so that's a wonderful thing. So my two suggestions are to come early, come to the event early, and just come ready to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Come with right. an open mind. Come mm-hmm. ready to meet and mingle. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Phil, like I said, I am looking forward to the awards, to being able to spend time and fellowship with you. I think that um, you are a community treasure. And that vision Thank that you. you had, that, that part, like you said, you don't need to talk about you because I, to sort of recognize that so many of us get caught up in wanting to just always talk about ourselves. But you have consistently through the years, lifted up members of our community who needed to be lifted up for what they did to be acknowledged, but also to give others an example of how great a community we really are. For that, right. I thank you, and I thank so you. appreciate you. And the last thing I would say is come out to the awards again June, 20, June 30th, June 30th, mm-hmm. between 1 and 4 p.m., free event, bring 20 people with you if you feel like you want to do that, bring 10 people, but come with an open mind and heart. You're going to have a wonderful time. And the dress is summer casual. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be there in the tux and uh, top hat and all of that. No, this isn't that kind of event. This is a summer casual event, and we just want everybody to come out and have a good time. Well, Phil, again, thank you so much. You know, I'm, I could just hug you through the phone, but I'll wait till the 30th and hug you in person. Okay. No, you can hug me anytime. Hug me through the phone. Like, give me a hug. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I will see you on the 30th. Thank you again, and I will talk to you then. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank today's guest, Philip Esteem, founder of PrideIndex.com and Chicago's annual Esteem Awards. The 2018 Esteem Awards will take place on June 30th at Chicago's Sidetrack Lounge, located at 3349 North Halstead from 1 to 4 p.m. The event is free and open to the public. You can listen to this and past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Be sure and like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.